The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 130, recorded January 27th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team, the other half with his all black and cool ass headphones. That's right. That's me, Michael Diaz. You're wearing all black too, aren't you? I am. Well, <laughs> you know. Even your glasses. It's a dark, it's a dark world. It's a dark world. <laughs> I can when switch it up. I, I have another hat. I can put this one on. This when you're when you're um when you're happy that it's 22 degrees out and not minus eight or eight because you can do a walk <laughs> at least on 20. That's some sad fucking days right there. It's it's sad that I know when I need to wear a winter hat and where I can get away with a baseball cap. Yeah, right. Because I know you guys are walking and I I walk uh, most most days myself. Yep. And I know because of my own body heat. That if it's not super windy, uh, like 22 and up, I can get away with a baseball cap as long as I have something to cover my ears. Right. Anything below that has to be a winter cap. Anything below 68 and I need a winter cap. Well. Because <laughs> I, I hate this shit so much. I hate it. <laughs> I, I have a little bit more insulation than you, and I also have a little bit more uh, heat holding material, <laughs> material on top of my head. Yes, I am follicularly challenged. But your face must be always warm. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, what's going on with you? Anything good? Uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it feels, I said this to my boss a couple weeks ago, it feels like April 2020 again. Uh, I haven't been back in my office since the first week of November. I'm suspecting we're going to get called back next week, but it's just, I don't know. I realized today I'm like in this time loop where I'm like, I'm working, I'm working, working before I know it. It's Thursday night, almost Friday. And then it's the exactly. Like, I don't like it. I mean, nothing you can do oh. about it, but eventually the world is going to quit COVID regardless of what, <laughs> what, and, what know, COVID does with us. To be fair, part of it is also the fact that we're now in the middle of Michigan winter. So yeah, it's just, even it's, if it wasn't COVID, Right. We there probably wouldn't have been much change. Right. Other than like you didn't have to go to working at home makes it sometimes harder though. Like you don't leave and then you, like it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're, there's definitely I mean there are pros and cons. I like waking up literally 5 minutes before my workday is supposed to start. But and I also like the fact that during my lunchtime I usually go for a walk. Now, I did it a few times right. at work when I was back in the office, but it's 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 kind of a pain. Because if it's warm and nice out, you go for a walk, you're all sweaty. I really don't have like a place to shower off and go back to work, right? Right. So, I don't know. But pros and cons. But yes, it would be nice just to break the monotony at some point. I think so. I, I, I try to go in a couple of days a week if, if things are going well. And obviously, plus, hey, it's all good now. I got my free uh, government-supplied COVID test box today. 
Um, pretty sure it's jacked since it said don't put in under 30 degree temperature, but how did it get here? I mean, <laughs> thanks. So it's probably no good, but I got it. So I'm all good now. There you go. <laughs> um, anyways, well, let's jump right into the news this week because there's so much not news this week. <laughs> there's so little news. Well, we the got only, a lot of the main topics this week. So. We do. We can spend a lot of time on that. But uh, EA is developing three new Star Wars games. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order is a fun game. It's a good game. But EA's track record for Star Wars is not good. Uh, but they're developing three well, games, a, a Fallen Order follow-up, a strategy game, and a first-person shooter. So what's first-person shooter? Like Battlefield again? Like what? Yeah, that, first person? yeah exactly. That, well, it makes you wonder because Star, Star Wars Battlegrounds, is that what it's called? Something like, I have it. I played it once and that was it. I have them both. I have them both because the, the second one you can actually, there's actually a campaign. Well, I played play. the campaign, and yeah, which is pretty fun. Oh, so you played the, okay, so the second one. Yeah. Which, it's fine. It was fun. I like the Star Wars. I mean, I like that it's canon, right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. supposedly. Supposedly. Finds a cup, Luke finds and a I'm only through, I think, the first level on Fallen Order, but I love it. Fallen Order is great. That's, I mean, that's a redeem, redeeming video game for EA. It's probably a reason they signed another. It's really hard. Like in fact, I, super I couldn't. Hard. I couldn't beat everything on that first level where you go to the, to the old Jedi temple and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I couldn't beat everything. Like there's one monster. I'm like, I even watch videos. Yeah. And the guy shows you. Oh, you just do this, like the boom, 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 and you kill it and you win. I, I try like I ten times and I die. Yeah, I did pretty far, but now now the th- the tough thing is I haven't played in so long that if I go back, I have to relearn the controls again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that said. I mean, I, I I got mine for a song. I think I paid fifteen dollars for mine because I bought it. Yeah, I got mine. Like I downloaded it for like thirty at the time, but not not not, not the fifteen you paid. Right, but, but I don't feel cheat, cheated or anything. I love the game. No, 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 no. I mean, I think when I think it may have even gone down since I bought it at some point before Christmas, and I don't feel cheated either. Well, even now, even the uh, squadron game have, they did. You don't have. I don't know if Sony does this, but it, like Microsoft just. Um, Started well, I don't know if they just started it, but I bought Game Pass. It's the Netflix. Yeah, you get to play basically any game you want. Yeah, I got Halo, I got Forza, I got all, I mean all the new ones. Download it, play it. Yep. No, it's awesome. What PlayStation does instead, which apparently they're going to change theirs to be more like Xbox, but uh, what what PlayStation does instead is that every month you get like three free games that you right. own. Right. Um, and one of those games, a couple uh, or several months back now, was. Star Wars Squadrons, which I actually right. spent the twenty bucks on. Uh, I haven't, I haven't even, I haven't even opened it. It's on my system. <laughs> no, and I said, would I have loved to have gotten it free? Yeah, but even I've played it. I've played a few levels. That's hard as well. Yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe some gamers are listening to us thinking you guys much suck. At it's hard for us. I, I'm. I am not good at games, as I'll talk to you about in my geek this week. Well. Even though uh, you know Squadrons was eventually free, I even the tw- even though as much as I've played it, I don't feel like I was shorted the twenty bucks. So uh, Squadrons, I enjoyed. Uh, I've enjoyed Fallen Order. So is Squadrons an EA game? Yeah, it is. Isn't yeah, it? it is. So now Squadrons like went free pretty quickly. I've enjoyed it just because I like any game where I can fly Star Wars ships. Right. Right. 
one of my favorite all-time games was um, Rogue Squadron for the N64. Yeah, that was a good Absolutely game. loved that game. Yeah. In fact, I think, yeah, we went out and bought the, you know, you had to buy the expanded memory module and all that for the N64 in order to play the game. I did all that. I played countless hours on that game. Yeah. Countless. So all that to say, uh, even some of the games that are, like, because I think Squadrons only was like, meh, as far as ratings went. I love it. Um, but Fallen Order is really hard. It's it's a fun game. It's a good story. Um if they keep stuff in that vein, I'll be happy. Yeah, we'll see. Or I'd like to see something new, like just something totally different. I don't, you know, we'll see. And I don't know what different well, is. I'd like to see something more like like uh, Skyrim, which I guess is kind well, of like Jedi Fallen Order in a way. But Yeah, it is. A bit. Well, Skyrim is open world, right? It's open world, but you it's it's open close. Like you can pick your your journeys or your tasks or your... You know, what I'd like to do, actually, I, I loved it when it came out, was the, um, I, I it was a Star Wars MMO in the vein of of uh, World of Warcraft that I played. I loved it. But you can't get it on a Mac. Wow. That's I, I had it, when I had a PC, I had it. It was like Knights of the Republic. No, it's not, it's something yeah, the, old Re- the Old Republic. No, not right? Knights of the Old No, just the Old Republic, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I think EA made that. I'm not sure, but... uh. I don't even know if you can still play it, but it was cool because you could start. You start off as a Padawan, then you got to do all these things, mm-hmm. then you work your way up to make your own light. You got to find your Kyber crystal, make your own lightsaber, do these tasks. It was great. I played hours and hours. Then you can call a friend, you know, do tasks together and Jedi go fight. You know, you could be a oh, Sith if you want. You could be a Sith. You could do anything you want. You know, it's one of those right, world games. Be a Sith. Yeah, you got to do both, right? So it was I cool. Do that. Um, I like to do that. But anyways. Three new games on the way, and that's uh, all I found for news that was worth calling news. Everything else was like reviews and things like that. You know, ten things we found in Book of Boba Fett five. Like that's not news. That's just you just finding things, right? right, right. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit was out there. But any? Did you find anything else or no? No, that's not. That's the only thing I found too. I mean, right? Well, I'm sure there's more geek news out there, but yeah, but you'll find it if you really want it. <laughs> we must not no. want it that bad. <laughs> I just did not do my due diligence of uh, listen to this podcast. We'll, we'll get to the news, maybe if it interests yeah. us. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, but speaking of video games, like my my geek this week was back into Halo, and I'm fucking I suck. <laughs> I I got the controllers down now where I can um, set to a place where I can you know at least aim a little better, but. Even in the training, and I'm not sure if the training is, they have a whole training level like that you want to, you can play around so you can get better, right? Find your guns, right. that. But I said to myself, I am not going to leave this training until I kill three people before I get killed. I have not left the training thing in like three <laughs> hours. It's so fast. I kill two and then some guy comes up behind me that you don't see him like, and I'm dead. It's like journeying to the real world is going to just be horrible, but I probably should just start it and get killed every 10 seconds. <laughs> See, I play, I still play. I didn't put on my geek this week just because it is just consider it, It's always going to be on it. If, if it's cold weather, I play call of duty at night. That's what I do. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know what it is about this version Vanguard, but I'm doing better than I have on previous call of duty. So I'm really enjoying it. I, 
I'm able to kill multiple people. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it is with Halo, but obviously there's kill streaks in Call of Duty. And at least twice in the last few weeks, I've got the kill streak where you get the flamethrower. Okay, you have to get nine kills before you die. And I walk around with a flamethrower, and then you burn <laughs> people, and they scream. And I shouldn't laugh because you know it's horrible, right? Terrible. But as whenever I get it and I blast someone, and they you know the video game screams, I laugh every time. I don't know what that says about me, but I laugh every time. It's terrible, terrible, I'm a horrible person, Joe. And then still, I'm on the High Republic comics and book. So, uh, second book of the big boy series, the adult versions. Not adult, but you know what I mean. Um, Big boy. Yeah. Big boy Star Wars. That's right. So, um, still enjoying that. I I really starting to dig it. I I hope they, I hope it doesn't get relegated to the books. And, you know, I'd love to see a Disney Plus show. I don't know if I want to see a movie, but I think they could do a Disney Plus show of High Republic. Maybe the acolyte will help that, even though that that takes place at the end of the High Republic. But um, hey, if there's enough interest, you know, anything is possible, Joe. I think if you show a good show, they'll they'll find the interest. Um, but yeah, how about you? Uh, still working on Sweat and Soap Volume Five. That's uh, that romance manga I've been reading. Uh, but most of my time was taken this week reading The Fixer, a uh, collection of stories um, from drawn in quarterly comics. It's about a gentleman um, who is a um, journalist, and the first story, the major story of the collection, is called is about a fixer in uh, Sarajevo, uh, right at the end of the Bosnian War. And I fully admit, I really didn't, even though I lived through that time period, didn't fully understand the. Uh, like it was co- yeah, I don't think it was covered for Americans the way we should have been covered. Well, and, and I get it. It was kind of confusing. There are a lot of different factions involved, but long story short, I, I, I fully admit I didn't fully understand the Yugoslav, you know, the Yugoslav wars and then what later became, uh, you know, the Croat-Serbian war and then the Bosnian war and then whatever happened right. in Kosovo and Serbia. Anyhow, it was a collection of stories. The, the main was the fixer. And then there's a couple other smaller stories all around that same tire, time period during the siege of Sarajevo. And it was just really interesting, and it caused me to go and actually read up on it. And again, no expert, but I did take the time to go watch one of those YouTube videos that were someone explains to you <laughs> exactly how it was, like you're a dummy, because I am. Right. So, very interesting, very good work. And let's put it this way. Um, I bought, a friend of mine lent me this graphic novel, and I liked it so much, I bought the first graphic novel that, that takes place during the midst of the um, Bosnian War. So that'll probably be here in the next week or so, and I'm sure it'll be on my geek this week. Cool. And then uh, had an inkling to watch the movie Strange Days from, I think it was from 1995. But not Daredevil. The... <clears throat> right. Gotcha. <laughs> not Daredevil. Right. But you know, a funny, a funny tidbit, though. Did you see that Daredevil is one of the most streamed shows now? Yeah, because it's fucking good. Especially season three. Thanks to, yeah, the Hawkeye series brought it back. Not just Hawkeye, uh, even just his cameo in oh, the Spider-Man Oh, yeah, right, movies. Spider-Man, right, right. So, and, and, and Marvel's going, yes, it all worked. <laughs> when we do a derivative, people well, will be itching for it again. I'm sure Netflix isn't hating it either. I mean, No, yes, they own the rights to those. They, they made that, though. 
exactly. It's, their, it's Netflix. It's their their production companies, so they they'll keep those for whenever, and that's great. Yeah, yeah, but those yeah those uh, have gone right through uh, the ratings roof, if you will. But Strange Days, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, because it came out on oh, what twenty seven years ago, uh, it's basically about a movie about um, this new device they call it the Squid. You can wear it on your head and record your memories, and then people will play the memories back. And it's about this guy who deals in memories, kind of like a drug dealer. And then uh, he stumbles upon a conspiracy of murder and blah, blah, blah. It's a really great movie. It's got Ray Fiennes. It's got uh, Angela Bissett and Juliette Lewis and a couple other people. But it uh, didn't do great when it came out, but it's become like a cult classic. And I went to go watch it. It's on no streaming service I could find. Just pay for it. You could... Yeah, you couldn't like just I, rent I, it. I tried to pay for it, like I couldn't even pay through it through like Amazon, like the streaming. It showed yeah. in streaming, and it said unavailable. Yeah, nobody has the rights. Yeah. Well, it's a 20th Century Fox film, so technically Disney owns the rights. Well, it depends. So things are sometimes different when it comes right. to streaming. You can own the rights, but right, you know. maybe. Which is why movies but, uh, coming, movies leave Disney Plus to go back to Netflix because of right, you know, shit like that happens all the time until they clear up yeah. all the licensing or whatever. Like I have the DVD somewhere, but I uh, sent a text to a friend of mine, and uh, before I knew it, I was watching the film streaming. So I'll just say that. You know what's sad? I forgot for my geek this week, Michael. Would you? This, this says something. I watched the first four episodes of Discovery. <laughs> Oh man! But I totally forget. So, did you like him? <laughs> I will say this: I think the directing and the cinematography has gotten much better, and the color like, is is way better than it was before. The camera movements are better. Um, the rest, I just—it's just so fucking uber drama it's it's no it's not even that a star trek it's like a fucking soap opera acting that's what it is it's soap opera acting it's overdone everything is overdone and it's it's basically like you know days of our lives in the fucking space and it's a (laughs) it, it becomes annoying it's like it's just annoying now and yeah it's not that good. Uh, this 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 season really? is not. I, I like the season. Oh, we have a planet killer. Okay, let's figure out what the planet killer is. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm right uh, with you there in that. Another like monster of the season, if you will. Not right. I. That's why I really didn't like season three. I don't. I don't want every season for there just to be a big bad, whether it's some kind of cosmic tragedy or what. I don't. Now that said. I will be interested to see how what you think of it when you get to through episode seven because they did like a mid season break at seven. Okay. And I have to admit, by the time I got to seven, I was like, "All right, this is it's not as good as yet because my favorite season is still season two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now my second favorite season. But okay. you're three episodes off from that. I won't say anything. But again, though I am a Trekkie, you are not. So. Maybe you yeah, won't. Yeah, but, but don't you – do you see what I'm saying, though? Um, I wouldn't say the acting is quite that bad. Um, I think it's decent. I don't it's, think there's bad acting in in um, this genre of – you know, like, it just feels that way. Like, 
you know, soap opera actors are fine. They're acting, but there's an overacting to all of it that you know that it's acting. You know what I mean? It's it's like just a little bit over. Like they're like whoever's directing all these or pushing it is just a little bit over. It's just overdone. And it's everything. Every fucking line has to be has to have some kind of emotion in it. I I realize they realize it's a Star Trek show, so they're trying to be powerful and meaningful. But not every not like hello, like you don't no, I, just fucking talk. Like just you know, if if somebody in a goddamn helmet like from Mandalorian it feels more natural than this. That's the pro- it, it feels unnatural. That's that's the best way I can say it. It has okay. nothing to do nothing to do with the, the the terminology. I get the space stuff. That doesn't bother me. But for some reason, everything feels unnaturally. The way everybody's talking, the way they interact with each other, it's like unnaturally hyper emotional. Every little thing. I get thing. that. I get that. I mean, they kind of set it up to be that way in the fact that uh, what you know. Spoiler alerts if you haven't watched uh, the first uh, four episodes of the season yet, but. Um, first episode, you know, they basically destroyed Booker's planet, right? Right. So, I, I got an event, get... an event, something. Yeah, the writers destroyed it. Yes. Yes. So, I, I get that because now he he was a fun character in season three, and now, I mean, it's not. I don't know. He's just such. He's highly emotional now, which he understandably, is understandably should be that way. Yes. I no one's that. fine. His character's fine, but everybody when they talk, like, I think I just want to be a teacher. Oh, so you you got to where what's the face left? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to be a teacher. Oh my god, <laughs> I would be a teacher. She's gone now. Go, go teach. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I'll be curious to hear what you think about the next four or uh, three episodes. Then, and then, like, guess who's right every single fucking time? Oh yeah. Every time, like even the superior, like I brought her in for this negotiations in some weird way because I knew she would negotiate it the right way. It's like, God damn it. Even Kirk was wrong a couple times. Right. Which you got to love the irony there because uh, Burnham started out as such a hothead in season one, right? Right. Which is interesting because she's supposed to be super logical. Right. And I guess she is or was, but. She took that logic to the nth degree, which kind of made her a hothead. And the fact that she just did whatever she thought was most logical and damn everyone else. Right. Anyways, anyways. I'll, I'll finish it. I'm sure. But anyways, that's I'll be interesting. I'll be interested. I, like I said, I, I, I didn't start the season loving it, but by the seventh episode, I was like, yeah, it's, it, it's in his groove. So, all right. All right. All right. All right. Um, all right. Before we get to our main topic, uh, once again, I just want to tell you about our Patreon page. Um, if you'd like to help out the show from a monetary standpoint, which would be great, you know, helps keep the lights on. Um, go to patreon.com slash KyberCast. We have a $1, $3, and a $5 tier, and a couple of things that are different in each one of those. But uh, check it out, patreon.com slash KyberCast, and uh, give us a little hand if you'd like. So let's jump into our main topics this week. Um, we kind of had a sub-main topic there with Discovery, but Michael, did you catch up on Peacemaker? Did you get the four and five? I did. I watched number five tonight while making dinner. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I'll start with the Boba Fett one. You start with this one. Um, I'll just say this. Peacemaker is highly, highly enjoyable. Now, is As it over said, the top? 
That's okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, it's over the top. I mean, the guy's a douche. He, uh, I mean, everything that they can make douchey about him exists. I mean, even his choice in music. Come on. Out of the first five episodes, episode four is the best. Yes. My, my opinion 100%. So, far, so far. I agree. Um, but what it's definitely for adults. Okay. It's yeah. on HBO max and you know, gun has decided uh, we're going to use the fact that this is an adult show and go, and they do. I mean, it's over the top sometimes. I mean, it's definitely over top of this language. It's over the top of this violence. Mm-hmm. And there are sometimes not every episode, but there have been a couple of sex scenes already. It was like, I wasn't expecting that in the superhero show. <laughs> so, I mean, it even, it, like, as over the top as the boys can be, this one ups it in some areas sometimes. It does. It does. That said, when it's having its quieter moments, what you realize is that this is a show about broken people sure. that are finding a way to make a family. Right. And it it it's it hits you over the head with that over-the-top factor. But when you peel back that layer, just like Peacemaker himself, right. once you take away his over-the-top douchey nature, he's not a terrible person. And this show, it's it's intrapersonal, intra you know characters and all that stuff. The relationships between the characters, right? It's well written. It's a good show. I don't know. Uh, I really, I know that doesn't really go into what happened about you know an issue, you know, not issues in episodes four and five. So I don't know if we want to review what it. Yeah, I mean, you could, sure, you could do that. I mean, we don't have to get through every single thing, but I mean. The episode four, the Chode Less Traveled, which is hilarious names. <laughs> um, this was a bigger episode because you you know you get to uh, see what the butterflies kind of are, so to speak. Yep. Um, you see the the, the father son dynamic that happened between uh, Peacemaker and is it Augie? Is that his dad's name? No. Yes. I don't know if that's his name or not. I know he is the White Dragon. Right, but that's his well villain name. I mean, he's basically the head of the a white supremacist organization. But yes. right, they got it. We got to see fight number two with the judo guy. <laughs> that oh my god, <laughs> which was great. And he just she just shoots him. He's like, yeah, I was winning. Um, but he was going to say something. We didn't. He didn't say it. Uh, and then you see basically the end is 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 pretty tough because you know he's he's had a bad day obviously and um. You see some of the flashback of Peacemakers, what he did with his brother, and the the tough. It, it brought it down to like you know his human side, so to speak. Yeah. Now my question is, now did he punch his brother, and that's why he ended up hitting his head and having a seizure? It it's, it seems like it's almost intentionally not clear. Yeah, it was unclear. I think they do that on purpose, but right. Right. Or, you know, his dad's going to blame him anyways because he was there regardless. Well, yeah. I mean, they already established in this episode, and you're right, uh, his father's name is Augie. Okay. But when his brother, when his dad says, you know, I loved your brother, but you. Yeah. Oh. And then we see that his brother died, and you're like, Jesus. Yeah, he's a prick. Oh, 100%. Um, played, played really, very well. 
Um, By Mr. Uh, T-1000 himself. That's Robert right, Patrick. Jason. Robert Patrick. Jason Patrick's from Lost Boys. Yes. Um, but I, I, it's a fun show. I like it. I thought episode five or, was uh, fun, but it didn't move the story at all. Other than maybe a more of a deep state, but it didn't do anything to further other than they had a great bonding experience, which is cool. It was great. It was a fun episode to watch. It wasn't, oh, yes. bad. It wasn't bad by any stretch of imagination, but um No no, it's what um what's his name? The guy that redid uh Roger Ronald Ronald D. Moore, the guy that rebooted Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. This is what he would call the Big Mac episode. Where there's not I mean it's it's not a particularly deep episode, but it's it's the big action episode, right? Right. I loved it. I mean, uh, I don't know. When Peacemaker, when they go into that uh, factory, and, okay, be chill, okay? Just be cool. All right, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. And walk in. Hey, excuse Boom. me, miss. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Well, X-ray helmet, which you huh. knew that was going to come into play later on. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That, oh. I hope, she, so yeah, go ahead. Oh, just everything about the whole scene where he just starts killing everyone. It's again over the top. I mean, dude, there's and, a chainsaw to gorilla. Oh my! Have, what show has done this? <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, they foreshadowed it. Oh, totally, totally, totally. The, <laughs> yeah. all right, you, I think um, my favorite character is uh, uh, what's his name? His uh, vigilante. He is that guy's hilarious, man. Oh, he's hilarious and definitely a sociopath. Well, he's yeah. like, well, yeah, normal. He's like, normal humans have emotions. I know, <laughs> or whatever. That, right? yes. <laughs> so uh, I, I love care. him. Absolutely love him. But it's funny because he's so geeky looking. He just goes in, but he's like strong. It's funny. He is great. Um, yeah, episode uh, episode four, the show less traveled. Oh my god, he beat he, the shit out of all those prisoners. He intentionally gets himself arrested, picks up that <laughs> garbage container, shatters a window, gets arrested. Right. Just so he, I thought he's gonna get his ass kicked. Right. Like, I knew he killed people with a gun, but right. when he beats all their asses, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he's badass. He's bad. He is like, badass. He doesn't like, look badass. Like Deadpool or something. Yeah. So do you think, uh, I don't know how to say her name, Adebayo? Is that how you say it? You think she's oh, going yeah. to live? Or that if they kill her, that's the one chick's daughter. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I think. A twist is coming. I don't know exactly what maybe, that. Maybe twist put a butterfly is. in her, so she doesn't. Uh, maybe not that because I think a butterfly in her is a death sentence, unless that's the twist that it's not a death sentence. Um, I think a twist is coming because, um, right before the judo master was shot in the chest by her, I was going to say something. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, you're all wrong," or something. He goes. Uh, you know, you're wrong about the butterflies. And he's going to say something about them. You know, the butterflies right. are, you know, and then. Right, right. So he was going to say something. We don't know what. So I, I think there's a twist coming. What that is, I don't know. Um, because we also saw Peacemaker save his butterfly. And right. he's feeding it. Right. We don't so, know why. Yeah, why didn't he just kill it? What was it about that? Why? Why he not kills kill everything it? else? Right, and he killed all the other butterflies. So why did he save this one? Don't know. Exactly. I' not saying that he talked to the butterfly. Who knows? Maybe they'll do a flashback. You know, to that episode, episode three. 
all I know is that um, at the end of the episode, when she's brought down by, who was it? Um, Mern. Clemson? Yeah, Mern is his name, is I it? guess. Well, that's what I'm looking at. Yes, in the yeah, Clemson, I'm sorry. I was using his first name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Clemson Mern. He, uh, he's obviously a butterfly as well. Yep. Which we saw at the end of episode four. But I don't know that he's going to kill her because he's obviously sending the team to go kill butterflies. So I'm wondering, I almost wonder if two factions of butterflies. Exactly. There are good butterflies and bad butterflies. I don't know uh, if he's a good one or if he's a bad one killing the good ones, but there's a twist coming. I just don't know what it is. It's a secret war. (laughs) (laughs) That's Marvel. I know. But well played. Yeah. So it's a, hey, it's a great show. Totally fun. Um, I don't know. Do you know how many episodes there's going to be? Do you know what the the run is? Is it 10? Uh, I was I just looked that <clears> up <throat> earlier today. Eight. Oh, eight. Well, shit. Well, there's only uh, three more. We're almost, he's almost at Mando territory already. Yeah, because Mando's only supposed to be seven, right? Right. We had two more. We're not Mando. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Well, what does that mean? I think Boba Fett's so, supposed to be seven. It is seven. Yeah, there's two more left. Okay. So, anything else on uh, Peacemaker before we jump into Book of Boba Fett? Just that it is a far better show than I had expected it to be, and I love it. It's better than the Suicide Squad movies. Just is. Oh, I I agree. I, even though I really, really liked the second Suicide, or what, The Suicide Squad. Right. No, you didn't. I liked it. This show is fantastic. I yeah. I would watch a second season of this. Maybe some of these things should never even be movies again. Maybe everything should just be a series and draw out a, a six-hour movie and just have a good story. I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Hell, the new Batman movie is going to be almost three hours long. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm... But it's, it's I've seen movies that are 90 minutes that I can't watch... 10 of it, you know, true, and I've true. seen movies like the Lord of the Rings that you wouldn't like, or like dances with wolves or your beloved avatar that <laughs> if it's, if it's good, you'll, it doesn't matter the time. If, if, if the story is moving along and the character and it's all working, you don't even think about it. If you're thinking about how long this movie is while you're watching the movie, it's probably not a good movie, okay. <laughs> you know? So we'll see. It's got a long run time, but I think the Batman looks great, but we'll find out. Anyways, I'm just saying that sometimes these streaming things are just a little better. It gives them time. You don't get the budgets, I suppose, but, you know, be smart storyteller. You know? I agree. All right. Let's uh, move on to the book of Boba Fett. And I said I would start this one. Um, so, to me, fantastic Mandalorian episode. It was awesome. Great um, Mandalorian episode. Huh? It is great Mandalorian it was, it, episode. Yes. It was, it was, um, and I know, I know the talk about it. And I'm going to play. I'm going to. I, I, I'm two sided on this. Like literally, I, I, I totally get it. Um, it's certainly the beginning of either episode or season two point five or three of Mandalorian tells you where he was, um, and all that stuff. Um, so to get that out of the way, we'll get we'll get down to the nitty gritty of the show. But very good episode. Uh, a great. Like I said, it was all Mandalorian. Um, 
and I think people are, you know, if you go online, it's divided. They're like, oh, you know, it's 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 too bad that the best episode of Book of Boba Fett doesn't have Boba Fett in it. Um, yes, I see that side of it, and I'm sad that you know, not sad. Uh, I was waiting for Boba Fett to come in because I I, I want to see more Boba Fett. I do. Right. Um, that's not the point. Um, so I want to talk like let's talk the negative side of this now, and then I'll I'll tell you my other side of this after we get to that. But um, it, it does say something when the most exciting episode isn't with technically the character that it's that it's about. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm happy they did it this way because I would hate for him to just show up, right? You know, and save the day in some weird way. You know, but, well, last thing he shouldn't be saving the day. No, if he, it's Boba's well, show exactly. But but at the end of the day, Boba saved. Well, I'll get into I'll get into the other reasons later because uh, that, so that's my my initial take after I watched the show was like, man, that was fucking great. But there's no Boba Fett in it, so how would I think about that? You know, what do I think about that? So, yeah. um, so yeah, what about you? Um, I hundred percent agree. This was the. This was a fantastic uh, The Mandalorian Season 2.5 episode. Yep. <laughs> kind of like how, um, what, Captain America Civil War was Avengers 2.5. Right, right. This this is, you know, the in-between season between 2 and 3, and it was fantastic. It, it was. was everything I wanted. It was, you know, we got to see the covert again. Yep. We got to see uh, Vizsla. Yep. Or Vizsla. I'm sorry. Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla. 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 We, yep. we got to see, uh, I forget her name. She's not the forger because that sounds like she makes up checks. But the woman that runs the forge. Yep. Weapons maker, whatever her name is. I don't know. <laughs> I was glad to see, though. I mean, unfortunately, they're the only two that escaped the, the covert. She's, called, she's, she's the armorer. The armorer. Thank you. Yep. Um, I'm glad those are the two that got away. I wish there were more Mandalorians that had gotten away. I mean, we knew obviously at the end of, you know, season one, that most of them were uh, killed. I sad to see that all of them, but those two. So I was happy to see him back. Uh, happy to see the um, dark saber again. Yep. Uh, but also <clears> happy <throat> that the Mandalorian does not know how to use it. Right. Right. That's good. That's good storytelling. Absolutely. And I think, so before we get into the, um, the the run of the show, right? My my thoughts on this two point five thing. Okay, I, I sat back after I, after I waited a day and I watched it again. I started thinking about other types of stories, right? That we've seen and that we've read, and many many books that I've read. Even continue even the Star Wars books I'm reading right now. They have what's called interludes, where you, a character out of nowhere they just talk about for a whole chapter. Has nothing. There's no if something else is going on. And then I started thinking about the shows that we watch. So WandaVision. Episode four did not have Wanda or Vision in it. Mm-hmm. It was just other characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even the Mandalorian itself, while he is in the show, three of the episodes, more than three of the episodes, really, he was did nothing. Boba Fett episode, the Bo-Katan episode, and the Ahsoka episode, all focused on different characters that brought yeah, him but to- he was still in it. I just said he was still in it, though, but- at the end of the day, it was about bringing other characters in. So what I think is good about this is that this is like the interlude. 
and they had to bring they had to say a little bit of the history of Mandalorian rather than just like come in halfway through a, a if they're going to write him into this they had to do something to say where he's at where he's going and then bring him into in into the book of Boba Fett and this is how he got to Tatooine kind of thing that's one way of doing it that's the way they chose to do it now and then I take a step back further and I'm like okay how I think this whole series happened I think they wrote this backstory for Boba Fett to create the Boba Fett episode in season two. And then they haphazardly said, why don't we just do this really quick and just right. kind of do and do a quick thing. And I don't think they put the time in necessarily that they probably should have. We'll find out in episodes six and seven where it goes. And I think that's really what it was. And they were, you know, we can do this for X amount of money. We can get it fun, done cheap and, that kind of stuff, and they, we, you know, they. I think they wrote the these the first part of the story. Like, how, how did Boba Fett come alive? And they kind of wrote this treatment, and that's how they got it to the to the season two of 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 Mandalorian. That being said, I'm so super, super super stoked for six and seven now. After this episode, I'm still reserved on six and seven because I know Boba Fett's coming back. <laughs> we'll see though what he does because. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. If this latest episode of the Book of Boba Fett has shown us anything, it's that the Book of Boba Fett is not a very good show. Well, I disagree with that. No, you just said. No, I said it, it could be better. I don't, I don't know if it's it's not horrible. I like watching the show. Hold there, on. Wasn't, there wasn't a part where I'm like, I'm shutting this off. It's not that bad. Yeah, but when the very reason why your show exists in the first place, you know, Boba Fett, the namesake of the show is completely absent from the show. It doesn't show up at all. It only is barely referenced. And it turns out to be the best episode of the series. That's a problem. It's a problem if they don't end this right. Okay. But up until this point, it's been snooze, snooze more, snooze a lot more, back to snooze, finally a good episode. Um, They've been putting me to sleep. Yeah, I don't think the one prior to this was a snoozer, and I don't think episode two was a snoozer. I like them very much. One was a prelude, so it was like 15 minutes. There's not, you didn't even have time to fall asleep. Um, but episode three was bad. So but if, I, if I'm if I'm grading, two, though, I was getting bored. I'm not saying if I'm, if I'm grading the first four episodes, those are B minuses combined. Oh, no. For me. No, much lower. No, no. Because it's boring, and Star Wars should never be boring. Oh, I didn't find them boring, though. You there are little tidbits that are, you know, there are tidbits that are fun. Like, I I love that we got to see Black Chrysanthemum. That's cool. Uh, the first episode, got to see the huts. That's pretty cool. But by the third episode, the huts are going bye-bye. And, you know, then we get to get over to see a Rancor. And these are all cool little things. But like you said, mm-hmm. I think the idea for this show, this backstory... Uh, they had it. It was probably in the Bible for the character for when he was going to be on Mandalorian. And then they haphazardly right. made it a show. Now, uh, how they do the last two episodes and how this relates to the Mando verse, because this is all they're doing this on purpose. They want to tie in because Ahsoka is going to be tied in here. I don't know if it's going to be this episode or this series, but they are going to bring all these people together in, in a, Avengers type thing against Thrawn. I mean, that's. I think that's going to be inevitable. Will Boba Fett be involved? I don't know. Who knows? Um, well, 
Probably because I, whatever happens here, the Mandalorian's doing him a solid. And in no way, shape, or form do I think that Boba is not going to be the crime lord he wants to be at the end of this series. Yeah. I think we're going to see some. I also was thinking of, you ever see the movie Unforgiven? Oh, hate that movie. Oh, my God. You're such a dope. It's so terrible. That movie is one of it's, the best Westerns ever made. It's so boring. Oh, well, this is probably why I don't like Boba Fett. I think they took a, a book out of this, out of that where it's this person that tried to change, you know, right up until the end where he couldn't change and just killed everybody. And I think there's going to be a touch of that uh, in Book of Boba Fett. I think it's going to be like, you know, a switch will come. Um, See, now, go ahead. I think a better, a better analogy would be the outlaw Josie Wales. Because he didn't think he could change, and he did kill him really well. Oh, yeah. But at the end, he was allowed to go on and have his, you know, change his life. Now, I'm not saying that Boba Fett's going to ride off in the sunset with the change man being a good guy. No, he's still going to be a crime lord. But let's face it, he's going to be one that's, you know, he earned through respect instead of intimidation and murder. But right. he's still going to be a crime lord. Yeah. And we don't know how long the last two episodes are going to be. I think the next one, Dave Filoni's directing. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Well, speaking about directors, let's give a shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, she nailed the shit out of this. This, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Robert Rodriguez. I was excited when he was the executive producer, but the episode where Black Chrysanthemum comes in and there's the fight and the fight is poorly choreographed. I'm like, Robert Rodriguez, what are you doing to me? You, I know you can do fight scenes. And then Bryce Dallas Howard comes in and mainly there weren't a lot, a lot of fighting in this, but, it begins with an action piece a bit, and then yeah. the fight against uh, Vizla. Come on, yeah, all well, of that is well done. Yeah, if you're going to start, let's do the rundown, right? So very okay. well directed, very well directed. You have uh, what I call the uh, the Rocky room, where he walks. <laughs> the first scene of the movie, he's in the in the Rocky uh, where they shot Rocky for um, packing. <laughs> right. Let me ask you about that. Yeah. So. We've seen things now that kind of take us out. They've broken the Star Wars rules, like the zippers and then the, the mods and whatever. Yeah. And they're colorful well, the mod, scooters. They were, they're just in the wrong place. And it didn't take them out of... Right, 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 right. But, you know, they're colored scooters. Some people have a problem with that. I, I'm eh on it, whatever. I didn't have a problem with them. Like I said, I didn't have a problem with them. I had a problem with where they were. If they were right. on the city where, where, where Mando was in this area, it makes it more would, sense. Yes. wouldn't have even thought twice. I agree with you, but... There are times, I mean, I get it. Star Wars should look otherworldly and we should recognize things that are similar to our world and theirs, but there are sometimes things that happen where it takes me out of it. And, and the meat, meat packing industry was one of them. It looked like a meat, I mean, other than a, like a pad with Star Wars buttons on it that we're used to seeing right. in a Star Wars show. Right. Other than that, it looked just like any other yeah. abattoir, right? Any other right. meat packing. Well, think of it, they didn't shoot that in. The um, what do you call that thing? The round thing, the, the the tech place that they usually shoot the stuff, right? They actually shot, shot that at a set, so keep costs down. They probably did just shoot it at a meatpacking place, you know. And okay, but I don't know. It just it took me out of it a little bit. Don't get me wrong; it's badass when the Mandalorian is first seen in silhouette. Right. They play his music, and he, but he, when he comes through the plastic sheets. The same plastic sheets that when I worked at a grocery store, walked through yeah, yeah. several times a day. Hey. It took me out of it a little bit. It's all right. I get it. I mean, yeah, I, it's hard to always create everything different, you know. 
Um, I grant that, but it was like I said, it, it, it just, it took me out of the show for just a sec. That's all. Totally get it. So he walks in and, and I don't know, cl- cl- I don't know what those things are called. The cloud clune something. I don't know. Those creatures. I can't remember their names. They're kind of dog like or whatever. Like bulldog, bulldog people. Yeah. Um, I watched it three times and, uh, I was trying to figure out who was playing the main dog, you know? I swear I watched it twice, not three times, but I, for me, I thought it was Vincent D'Onofrio. I did too. I was going to say just okay. now, I, was like, I thought it was Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm like, is that Vincent D'Onofrio? I'm like, he sounds like there's some intonations in his voice. I'm like, God damn, that sounds like Vincent D'Onofrio. I even watched the credits. Like, did he do that? Did you? I didn't find the credits. I didn't see it. Uh, you know, they name all the big stars, and I didn't watch through to see everyone. So, well, Paz Vincent doesn't get credited either, and that's John Favreau. Yeah, well, you know, it's John Favreau, right? Right. Because, you know, we know that. Because right. he also did the voice of Previsla, right? Right. So I, I don't know who it is. I would think, I mean, I know the episode only came out yesterday, but I'd like to think, but, you know, this is the next day when we're recording this. I'd like to think that if it was Vincent, we would have, known. Yeah. It would, yeah, it'd be all over the, you know, the internet by now. But right. so you thought the same thing. I did. The voice wise, like, God damn, uh, it could be him. Anyways. Now, which would be a funny wink and a nudge being the fact that he's a crime. He's a kingpin in Marvel. Right. Right. Now there's been a lot of, um, uh, criticism that, Oh, it's, Disney, nothing's going to happen. Dude, he fucking cut a guy in half. Yes. This but is it's not, Disney. That was not a Disney. That thing, he cut, he slaughtered that dude at the slaughterhouse. He did. He, otherwise, he put the, he ran it through somebody, cut another guy in half, and then threw this guy on the table. He was beaten. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm cutting him anyways. Yes. And then he chopped his head off. But yeah. it's Disney, so there's no blood. It doesn't matter. You saw the thing go right through him in half. It doesn't matter. They cut a body. They cut away just at the right time. So yes, you know he's cut in half. Oh no, they don't you actually. See, oh no, do you see that table fall and two halves go down? Yeah, true. It, they cut him in half. It, it dude, that was pretty, pretty graphic for Disney. You I hundred percent agree. There's no, there's no, no one can argue that they, you know, clean that up other than the blood, I suppose. But you don't get blood with a, a razor uh, lightsaber because it cauterizes as it cuts. Right, he saw his leg. He wasn't bleeding. Yeah, but he tapped at the side of it. I mean, it's 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 plasma. Yeah. If you move fast enough, I bet there'd be blood everywhere when you, especially when you cut through the middle of someone. Yeah. It doesn't cauterize that fast. Right. But he goes through. He beats all these guys up, and he makes the deal to get out, and finds the armorer after getting rid of his thing. And that was cool to find the, the underground. Now that place, like so many references, that was like a total reference of Halo. That that planet, where the hell that thing was? Oh yeah, well, there's all kinds of science, like the Dyson spheres and all that that we've seen uh, in previous uh, like sci-fi for you know decades now. Yeah, right. That was, was cool. cool it, was it was nice so cool. to get, it was nice to be dark and not on sand. Yes. Um. So that was fun, and then the armor was back, and you get like you said, you get to see all those cool things, and but they, it was really nice as they got into the lore that people like me and you know because we watched the clone wars but they did a nice job of telling people why that you know the, the dark saber was important and this was all set up for season three 100 percent um because you know after he shows that and he's healed and clearly you know paz Vizla wanted that thing the second he saw it 
Oh, yeah. And it, and it was a good challenge. It was a nice challenge fight. Um, but then he took, you know, she, after the challenge, for some reason, she said, you know, did you take your helmet off to both of them? I don't know if that's a typical ceremonial thing or she kind of well, knew in a way. Why would she suddenly ask that? Well, if you remember in, in season one, when they had a little spat between those two, she did the same thing. Oh, she asked him? Oh, yeah, the same questions after the fight. She stopped okay. him and said, Did you, have you taken your helmet off? Have you taken your helmet No, see, we're a team. Quit being this way. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. And, uh, and he ended up helping him afterwards. But now that he, I guess the honor of being truthful, because he could have lied. No, I didn't take it off. How was she going to know? <laughs> right. So there's honor there that he still has, right? He could have lied, which is a moment that I was waiting for. Is he going to tell her? And then they said he's not a Mandalorian. You know, which sets up the whole fact that he's now going to have to go to Mandalore, right? To bathe in the waters of whatever the the bathe in the waters under the mines of Mandalore, under the mines of Moria or Mandalore. Moria's lot, Lord of the Rings. Right? So we know we're going back to Mandalore. Yeah, and then yeah. that scene when she's talking about the lore, and they go go back to the Night of a Thousand Tears. Nice, badass. nice uh, little ode to James Cameron there for T two. It was, but you know, it, it makes sense. Great, that was awesome. Yeah, you know, they're nuking the planet. They're not going to send stormtroopers in. Why not send robots that are impervious yeah, to radiation? They sent the K two O's, whatever K two S O's models. Yep, and and the, they were uh, scary the there. Doors. Yeah, they were. They were scary. That was that was awesome. There was money spent in this episode. Yes, that's part of maybe Boba Fett's thing too. I don't know, or they saved it off for the last three episodes. Um. So, anyways, he gets uh, gets he leaves with his head in his hand, so to speak, but not without it getting a a piece of armor, chain link, chain mail, something for a Grogu. One hundred percent chain mail for Grogu. One hundred percent. Yeah, that I have no doubt. And nicely tied, right? To look like, to his look head. like Grogu. Yeah, dude, I so love seeing the um the uh. The baby Greedo. What the hell? What are those things? I forgot what they're called now. I should know that. Um, I knew it last night because I tried to remember. I always, I always forget who they are, and I know you love Greedo. I, I oh, Rodian. Damn it, I know that. Thank Rodian, you. Rodian, yep. Um, it was awesome. A little Rodian kid, you know, just like waving high and green kid, right? So it makes me think of of them too. Green kid, Com- big eyes. Commercial wonder. Here, here's here's what was awesome about um, that whole flight thing. When he's putting all his stuff in that case, what are you thinking, you dummy? Yes. Right. I hundred percent thought someone was going to get stolen. That is from that's good direction. Bryce Dale, how, I mean, that's like she made a box tense. She made a she made a, a suitcase feel tense. Like oh shit, a pelican uh, box. I mean, it was yeah. literally just a pelican box being white. Right. And. You know, they get off the flight and he's, there it is. It's no problem at all. <laughs> no <laughs> you problem. Know? And then you get, and then they go, you know, they cut from that scene and go right to, what's her name's uh, uh, garage, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. But one thing I want to point out before we go too far. <laughs> oh, I know where you're going. The way he, no, no, before that, where he says, I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are part of my religion. Right. Come on, that was awesome. It was, it was. Which, well, same with, uh, I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. 
Yes. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's not that far-fetched, like the Sikh religion religion here in on Earth. Uh, I had a friend who went to school with a kid. He was a Sikh. Um, and their faith, they have to carry a ceremonial dagger with them. It's always oh, right, on yeah, their yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's always on their person. And this the school was like, the high school was like, you, you can't bring a dagger to school. We're not going to allow that. So yeah. they had to come up with a compromise. He still brought a dagger, but it was a plastic, it was a toy dagger. But that was a compromise they came up with, and they got the approval from, I mean, it's not a church, obviously, but, you know, the temple right. or whatever. And so that's, I mean, him being a Mandalorian saying, you know, weapons are part of my religion. Right. We have that here on Earth in certain faiths. Sure, so, sure. Very interesting. I like that. So he goes over to uh, what's her name's I, I, Pelimato. That's her name. Her uh, garage. And what do we see? For those fans that play Fallen Jedi, a BD unit. Loved it. That was fucking cool, right? Everybody was, cool. was like, I, I sound like, oh shit! They so then I'm like, Cal Castus is around, or doesn't mean it's his. Thing. Doesn't mean it's his, but right, right. Be there. But it's a gr- it's a great Easter egg. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I thought was, did she have a BD unit the first time he saw her? No. Okay. Not that I remember. I have people to go back and watch now. People would have called it out. They would have called it out at the time. Um, and then, you know, the whole womp rat, and he shoots the womp rat. Yep. Um, good, good stuff. But what do you think of that Nubian ship? Was that cool, or did you like it or not like it? No, I, I loved it. Uh, I mean... Let's face it; it's it's a sleek looking vessel. I mean, they always look like sports cars to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my only issue is that he's a bounty hunter, and as we saw multiple times in the first two episodes or for first two seasons, right? Sometimes he brings a bounty in alive. Yeah, we don't know how long he's going to have this ship, but for now, where right? where is he going to put a bounty? No, because Grogu's going in that little part. You know that. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, you see a little head up there? Come on, I'm not going to sell that fucking ship with a little Grogu head in it. <laughs> but you see, you know, we talked about, you know, these, you know, yeah. this whole series as a whole so far. And this was probably, like, as I was watching this episode, and then he takes the uh, N1 for a flight. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, we're going to get there. I don't know if I needed okay. 12 minutes of that ship being built. Probably not. Probably not. But it's fine. Yeah. More Easter yeah. eggs. And I don't know uh, if I needed I don't know if I needed her to know that she dated a Jawa <laughs> twice. No, but um but her speaking Jawa was great. That was great. And then one of our listeners, Josh, he posted something to our page, so by the time did you he, all listen to this. It? Yeah. I literally did that. That you know, the whole Leonardo DiCaprio thing when they he came out with basically the knobby pipe. Right. Which we find out is uh, some kind of blah, 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 doohickey, whatever they called it. Right. But they pulled that out, and I was like, oh! I turned to Shay, I'm like, do you see what that is? Yeah. She's like, well, no. I'm like, don't you remember? In, they're in the trash compactor in the original Star Wars, and they try to pry it so that way the doors won't, I mean, the, the walls yeah. won't come in. That's, That's yeah. that. Yeah. So I totally did that. I totally pointed went, oh! Yeah, this is no really the problem with people like us. Right. Well, I, I, I even love that R5-D4 is there. Yeah. It's a droid. And, Why not? But it's intentionally, I mean, it's not just another R unit that looks like him. It's, it's that him. one. Because, yeah, when we first saw him, he had the scorch marks. It's still there, yeah. Now, I think in this episode, the scorch marks are clean, but there's a hole 
he, that plate just hasn't been replaced, but it's him. Yeah, it's cool. I'm yelling because I'm a geek. And it's cool. <laughs> but what's even geekier is when he takes the thing for a flight, he does the the path that Anakin took in the the pod racing. Oh, I mean, come on. That was awesome. Good callback. You have to go to Beggar's Canyon. This was the great a great callback to the sequels and a nice nod to, to acknowledge, you know, the, almost for the first time that Disney acknowledges that the damn sequels were made, other than the Obi-Wan series that's coming up. Well, and even, there's so many little nods. I mean, yes, he's going through Beggar's Canyon, but when he goes by, during the pod race, which was now, what, some 30 years ago at this point? 20 at least, yes. Yeah. There is that one when they're going by and one of the pod racers accidentally goes up that slope yep. and breaks through the barrier. When he flies by it, the barrier is still broken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the attention to detail. I mean, they could have fixed it, but right. they didn't. They didn't. All I know is that, like I said, the rest of the show, I know you've liked it. I've found myself at different levels of being bored. But when he was flying through Beggar's Canyon... I turned to Shay and I was like, I, I was grinning. I'm like, yeah. I'm just loving this. I'm in the moment now. It was great. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. No doubt about it. It's what everybody's been waiting for, for some kind of action. The problem with the Boba Fett episode, you know, the action is not there. Um, it's just all, you know, little things. Now, what's interesting to me, I was thinking about this um, today. Now, when she was, this is going back to the armorer, she said that there, that the prophecy says that there will be a, a Mythosaur will rise up and he'll ride in and win Mandalore again or whatever, right? Right. Now, I don't know if Mythosaurs are around anymore, but I do know that there are um, Rancors. Now, I'm thinking, oh. I'm thinking... What if Boba Fett? What if Boba Fett ends up being the one to run Mandalorian, Mandalore? That would be something, but he's gonna—he'd have to beat. Who knows what's gonna happen? Maybe somebody beats Din Djarin in a giant fight, grabs the sword, and then Boba Fett fights, goes to protect Din, and kills that person and takes the sword. He did not doesn't even know what he did. You know, there's ways possible. around. There's yeah, ways around. Right. You know, it's easy ways around how they fight. Um, but I don't know. But but if he's if he comes in there and he's riding a rancor. It's just an interesting, and he's and he said at the beginning of this series, "I've written bigger things than this." It's just a foreshadowing, <laughs> foreshadowing of writing. Tommy, like boy, they they don't say stuff on accident, right? Right. And he doesn't say, "I want to ride the rancor," like and all these riding it, and then then she says, "You know, there's a prophecy of somebody riding in," and so I'm like, "Well, shit, maybe Boba Fett," because that would if Boba Fett takes over Mandalore and becomes a crime lord or whatever, can seize all these things, and he's running it from Mandalore, not Tatooine. Tatooine could be small beans. He could maybe Fennec go run over. You, you're going to run Tatooine territory, Fennec. Well, I think that's the case. I think he'll give that up. And yeah, Kenneth, Kenneth Fennec, right. you take Tatooine. I'm going to run Mandalore and rebuild it. Could be, right? Could be. He's could a be. You know, maybe see some history of his father there or something. He the problem is snake. I thought I thought the whole thing with Boba Fett is that he's not a true Mandalorian. He's a foundling, just like Din Djarin. So just like his dad was. That's what they said that in the chain code in the Boba Fett episode. They talked about talked about that, but it's chain coded, so it's to his family, right? And his new tribe. Maybe he creates a whole new tribe of Mandalorians. His whole thing's about tribes, right? Right. And he sees the the beauty in tribes. I'm thinking that Boba Fett is actually could be interesting. Run it, and Din Djarin can have his adventures then afterwards, right? 
because you don't want him stuck on Mandalore being somebody ruling it. Then what's the then what's the Mandalore show? <laughs> Mandalorian show. Then, right, 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 right. Well, I'm wondering what's going to happen with um, Din, Din Djarin because uh, he's obviously gone back to his, his, his you know, the covert and the zealot type yep. ways. Because remember, those for Mandalorians now. For, now. for now, but those Mandalorians, they're that they're zealots. Right. That's why they never take their helmet off. Yeah, but there's only fucking two of them, so who gives a shit? Well, three of them now. Well, possibly because he wants to re. And I'm sure there are others maybe spread out there. Um, maybe. Or he, or Boba Fett unites him and says, take your fucking helmet off. Stop it. <laughs> you know, who knows? Right, right, right. But as we saw with the Night Watch and everything else and yeah. uh, Boba, they have no problem taking their helmet off. Right. So we'll see because I don't I, – I, I mean, if I was uh, – I don't know. If I was uh, – what's his name? Um, Pablo, what's his face? Is it Pablo? Pedro Pascal. Sorry, Pedro Pascal, Pablo. What are you talking about? Nice. Wait, too many P's. Too many P's. Stereotype, Michael. Wait, a stereotype. No, stereotype. I'm Hispanic. I know. That's, I why, gotta... that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept thinking Pablo Picasso, but that's, that's Italian. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pedro Pascal, uh, Pablo Picasso. Pedro Pascal, thank no, you. Same, same um, iteration. <laughs> um, I, I would hate if he had to go through a whole other season of The Mandalorian and can never take his helmet off. Yeah, I think the actor would hate that too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, well, it was just a weird hypothesis that popped into my head today. I'm like, what if Boba becomes the bigger thing at the end of this? And that's why it's the book of Boba Fett at the end. It's like this whole thing was all tied together. And now he is a big deal over a Mandalor. Who knows? Probably a bunch of bullshit. You know, I'm probably way right. off. But it felt fun. Yeah, it's, it's possible. It's, it's definitely possible. And it would be a nice way to get the fuck off of Tatooine. Right. Well, he's going to so help. Unfortunately, we're going to be there again with Obi-Wan. Right. So at the end of of, of uh, this particular episode, you know, Fennec Shand offers, you know, asks him for help, and uh, which pays he gets him, for free, pays him, and he throws it back. So it's on the house, but I gotta go see a little friend. We gonna see Luke now? Easter egg that we forgot the two police guys, right? Yep, the p- two police guys. You had the same guy from before, the from you know the uh, from Kim's convenience. Yep. You don't watch me, do you? He's, he's the one cop. I don't know, you know but I know what you're talking about, yeah. You know who the other cop is, right? Uh, I do now. He was uh, he's, he plays someone, and he does voice work or something for Star Wars. Yeah, he actually was a stand-in for Luke. That's it, that's it, yeah. For for that one. For when so he they, showed up, yeah. So they've got him again, gave him a line, so did they use him again? So are we going to see Luke and Grogu next week? Oh, that would make sense. I mean, how could he see Grogu without... Luke. Luke. And is Luke going to maybe help him on how to use that dark saber? A little training? No, now you now you're interesting. That's that's I'd be into that. Right? But but I don't want it to be a whole I don't want it to be a full Mandalorian episode again. Like get me back to Boba Fett. Like I want to see Boba Fett again. Um but I got to think that maybe some of this episode he's you know Luke's going to train him a little bit maybe. What if Din has some force abilities? I don't know. Who knows? Oh, if really, he, late if he life, we would have known that, but, but yeah, you make a good point there. I don't think he has any, but at least he'll teach you maybe how to wield the, the saber, you know, what's we'll funny, what I like about it is that the saber is heavy, heavy, right? And if you met, you probably don't know this, but there's an old documentaries of George Lucas saying these lightsabers are not easy to wield. They're heavy, but by the time you get the sequels, they're like feathers, you know, Ray can just pick it up and play with it and no big deal. Right. <laughs> You know, some of the little things. Um, but that was also, you know, what if Luke trained him a little bit? That'd be cool. 
Is he going to get there and like Leia's there being trained? <laughs> How far are they going to take this? Uh, I don't know if that we're going to see all that. I think that'd be we, a bit much. Do we see the construction of a Jedi temple? I don't know, but I think the fact that he bought him or exchanged and now has a you know Beskar chainmail suit for a little Grogu means that he hopefully survived the purge of the Knights of Ren and Ben Kenobi and all that. Ben, yeah, ben I, yeah. Part of me is like, I don't, I don't know if I want Grogu back, but I know that everybody else does. Like, not so fast. Like, I just want some story. But you know, he's gonna put him. He's gonna be in that little ship. At least take him for a ride, anyways. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll see where it goes next week. Now, I'm, I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, what's gonna happen next? Like, it, it, it really upped the. What are they gonna do? Now that you've brought this huge character that, that everybody's loved for two seasons. Um, into this, so yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I, I think that covers it for you from top to bottom. But I, it's a great episode. I just hope they get back to Boba Fett. You know, I don't know. I I thought I loved this episode. I'm not in a hurry to get back to Boba Fett. I realize we have to wrap it up with Boba Fett. But like I said earlier, I I think there are some distinct problems with the show. I. Like I said, you haven't thought so, but I thought it was... Oh, no, there are problems, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Okay, so that's the thing. It's not a good show, but that doesn't mean it's a bad show. Okay? Mandalorian, that's a fine steak dinner. Yeah. The book of Boba Fett right now is Taco Bell. Right. It scratches an itch. You're not entirely happy with it, but it, it does in the moment. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty much. I, I just think they rushed a few things, and I. They, I got to see what they do with the next few episodes um, to bring it around. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I even, even, even though I like the Mandalorian, which I do, and the armor. When I see Boba Fett's armor, I just go to a different spot. See, I used to. Again, I'm not saying. I, I'm in no way am I saying this show is terrible, but. It has been a bit boring at times. It hasn't grabbed me like The Mandalorian has. Right. I'm, That's fair. Those are all fair statements. So it's not a bad show. It's it's just okay. And, and the, thing for, the thing for me, as maybe slow as any of the Boba Fett episodes were, they were all better than any Discovery episode that I've seen this season. <laughs> but that's fine. But I will say, in comparison to Peacemaker, as they are now neck and neck, Releasing the same number of episodes week to week. Yeah, to me, it's so different genres that I don't get it. Like, here's our space fantasy genre, and here's, you know, superhero stuff. I'm just talking straight ass quality. Uh, Peacemaker's a far better show. Hmm. Yeah. In fact, Shay said the same thing. Shay she doesn't even care to watch Boba Fett with me anymore. But <laughs> I don't give a shit what Shay likes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, hey, it's Wednesday, it's Boba Fett. She's like, uh, I guess. <laughs> but Peacemaker, she's like, what happened? What's going on? When, when are we going to watch another episode? <laughs> Fair. Just saying. Don't no, no, get wrong. It's an okay show. It's got to get better. Well, you got to see these last two. I really hope they pull it around. Um, I want it to get better too, but, you know, episode for episode, five in, five in. At this point, you know, if we're in the, you know, we still got, you know, two more quarters to go in the game. Right now, Peacemaker's got the lead. 
I just I, I like them both, just different ways. Like one's a comedy to me. One's just pure. It's like watching The Office or something. It's just a comedy to me. But it's action too, and then the yeah, but the I don't personal, but I don't characters care. are better. Characters are good. I don't care if somebody gets killed. I don't care. But the characterization. I don't is care. Even better. I don't care if Greybeard, Diebeard gets killed. I don't care. It'll just be funny. <laughs> I mean, that's all they'll do. Yeah, but who gives a shit about anyone but Boba and Fennec on that show? Oh, come on. If they kill Jennifer Beals, I'm out. Nobody will care. <laughs> I will care. You won't even care. <laughs> who are you fooling? When they you just, them, when I know they, you love Star Wars, but you can't. You they, just can't they, admit that Peacemaker is a better show. I won't care if they wipe out the, the Moss Vespas. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to say that this show if, is, if, is if, not if I, good. If I see them and I hear the words, wipe them out. All of them would be great. <laughs> the Moss Vespas, just wipe them out. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm critical. I, I got to see the last two. I'm I'm more hyped now than I was, and it's because Mandalorian's in there. And and I can see why that people would say, like, well, your best episode is this. Um, But we'll see. Is To me, is like, is, is the whole series about the Mandalorian and this book of Boba Fett is the interlude of the giant book of the Mandalorian. Then it all makes more sense. You know, if they were going to, if they told me that this book of Boba Fett, we, we think that we're going to get three seasons out of this. No, not like this. No, no, no not like no. this. But if you're telling me this is a, this is a chapter. This is an interlude in the book of the Mandalorian. I get it. We'll see. I would be better with that. Yes. Right. Well, at this point, I don't want. You're right. At this point, I don't want three episodes of Book of Boba Fett. Three seasons. You mean? Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. Not the way it's going. No. No. And again, they can totally turn around. I fully, I fully acknowledge that the next two episodes could blow my mind. I'd be like, yes, I have to have more. It's not trending that way at this point. We'll see. We'll see. No, I think it's going to go places we don't think. That's well, maybe. I, I really, if if Boba Fett ends up running Mandalore, it would be fucking interesting. Now, if you realize, like, we don't even know who's running. Well, there's nobody running it. There's, I guess, I, I assume it's just people there. I don't know if, what we will find out if anybody survived at all. They're just living underground in bunkers or something. Um, but I would, if you going back to like, you saw the Clone Wars, right? And you saw, um, where I didn't watch all of it. Well, you basically understood that Darth Maul ran Mandalore for a while. Yeah, right? I saw that season, yes. Have you noticed the armorer's helmet? Oh, yeah. I think it's entirely possible she is an ex-follower of, uh, of, of Maul. Maul. Yeah. yeah. Just a little thing up there. So. Oh, entirely possible. All right. Well, that I mean, that <laughs> I don't know what else to cover other than I like it. We, we've said our thing, and it's just got to get better uh, in the last three two episodes. Um, I think Dave Filoni's directing the next one. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, clearly, Bryce Dallas Howard uh, knows how to direct Star Wars. She does. She hit it out of the park. Yep. She she deserves props. And maybe she'll do more. Hopefully, we'll see down the road. Um, but Michael, what do you think? What? Do you, how can people tell us what they think of the Book of Boba Fett and Peacemaker? Yeah. What do you think? If you have a comment, please feel free to leave uh, leave one. You can find us both on Twitter and Instagram at. Kybercast, or you can find us on Facebook. We have both a page and a group at the Kybercast. Let us know what you think about Peacemaker and the Book of Boba Fett. Yep. If you want to help help out the show, go to patreon.com slash kybercast and you can help us that way. Or 
You know, if you're new to the show today, the best way you can help us is to do what, Michael? Smash that subscribe Smash button. Smash it. Smash that subscribe button. That's the best thing. Then you'll be alerted as to when the next mediocre episode of the KyberCast comes out that you can listen to. Hey, um, <laughs> our episodes are not mediocre. They are fucking okay, mediocre. <laughs> Sometimes they could be. We could be one of those, you know, we could be the Moss Vespas to a lot of people. Um, check out uh, our website at kybercast.com. You can listen to all of our episodes there or tell a friend about our show and they can find us from uh, Spotify to Apple and all that good stuff. Now, unlike Neil Young, I have no scruples. I don't care what Joe Rogan says. You can keep my podcast on Spotify. Just listen to it, please. I don't, you know. That's a little news, a little backyard news, Michael, that maybe you don't know about. But uh, well, is Neil Young leaving? So if we're on Spotify, is that what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, no, he already left because of Joe. Oh, Rogan. I know, it's oh. a joke. So, anyways, uh, we're on Spotify. We're on all the the places you can find the podcast, even Facebook. Go to our Facebook page, and you can just listen to it right from there as well. Um. And check out our store, maybe, at the kybercast.com slash shop and see some cool things we have there. Next week is going to be a big week, I think. It's going to be a big episode of Book of Boba Fett Mandalorian. And I think Peacemaker could be a lot of fun, depending where they go. So, I think, doesn't Raised by Wolves come back out next week, too? Yeah. I don't know if I want to. I'll watch it, but, man, it didn't, didn't kill me. You can listen to this podcast if you want. Um, maybe I'll wait <laughs> two or three episodes and watch them at once. Um, anyways, next week will be a big week. We will give it, we will have it covered, hopefully. So until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation, anyway.